This program is brought to you by Pussy Magnets. Put an edge on your friends with a Pussy Magnet. Welcome, welcome, my lovely lumps. Or should I say lovely labs? I'm so thrilled to have you here in the Labia Lounge to yarn about all things sexuality, womanhood, holistic health, and everything in between. Your legs. <laughs> Ah, can never help myself. Anyway, we're going to have vag loads of real chats with real people about real shit. So buckle up, you're about to receive the sex ed that you never had and have a bloody good laugh while you're at it. Before we get stuck in, I'd like to respectfully acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I'm recording this, the Manang people. It's an absolute privilege to be living and creating dope podcast content on Noongar country and I pay respect to their elders past, present and emerging. Now, if you're ready, let's flap and do this. (laughs) Oh God, is there such thing as too many vagina jokes in the one intro? (laughs) Whatever, I'm leaving it in. It's my podcast. Don't panic, you're not broken. Your sex education was a piece of shit. Get your flaps out and pull the couch. It's the Lady Lounge. Ah, shit. Far out, woman. What's got Sandy in your clam now? Sandy in my clam! Hey, my labial love bugs. Welcome back to another installment of Sand in My Clam. I've got Hannah back with me today. Hey, Hannah. Hey. And I didn't really have like that much to say, but there was just this thing that I, that's always bugged me that I wanted to bring up and just to see what, like basically I have an idea and I'm like, this thing pisses me off. And then Hannah's always got like some really good shit to add to that. So I thought I would just like roll with this and see if we can come up with like, a bit of a, a bit of an epi. Um, so I don't know if you can relate to this, but I have noticed, I mean, it happens with everyone, like lots of different people, but in particular with groups of men, I find that it's something about their like voices being like deeper and more resonous, maybe louder. Maybe they're a little bit more assertive and like quick to talk over someone. But in groups of men, I will like often feel my voice like not really being heard as much. And I'll like mm-hmm. say something yeah. and it'll just like one, I can't fucking get a word in in the first place. And then two, I might like say something and I've got like this really great thing to like, you know, good input. It's like very perfect thing to have like said or whatever and I'll say it and then like no one will have heard it and then some other dude will fucking say basically the exact same thing and they'll be like oh yeah like totally and I'm just like what the fuck did not like am I invisible and it doesn't happen like heaps you know I try to like curate the people that I hang out with and I don't really have those sorts of people um that I'm dealing with regularly but it used to happen a lot more especially in certain workplaces or like even just like at school and stuff and um, yeah, it just really fucking got to me. And I've noticed at dinner tables, like in, at my family gatherings, there's a lot of like, got a couple of brothers and a bunch of like male cousins. And, um, and you know, my uncle's super fucking loud. And it's just like impossible to get a word in. Mm-hmm. And I feel as though that has something to do with the fact that I'm a woman. Yeah. What do you think of that? You know what? Listening, <laughs> listening to you say this, I've just thought something new, which I wasn't. Thinking. <laughs> we were thinking about this before, and maybe there's like a voice pitch, volume, tone mm. aspect to it. 
But I wonder if any of this is just like a bit of a hangover from like women are seen and not heard. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of my vibe. You know, like even though these people aren't like meaning to like intentionally silence you, if we're just used to like magnifying male voices Mm -hmm. and women just sort of sitting and Mm -hmm. being pretty, maybe we as a culture, you know, just like are more prone to Mm. doing what you just said, which is like, you know, you're having a conversation and the men like dominate the conversation. I reckon, I reckon it's like maybe not something anyone consciously thinks about, but like as you're, like if you think about, and this is kind of a whole other topic that we could do an entire episode on, but like gender roles when you're bringing up children, like generally kids, you know, they're brought up according to their sex and the boys are brought up and encouraged to be quite like, you know, boisterous Mm. and assertive and like loud, like they're, they're kind of forgiven for being louder more so than the girls are. And like the girls will be rewarded for like being a good little girl and being nice and polite and like gentle and, and quiet. Um, and I think it starts there and then it's just, yeah, it just sort of carries on. And so like boys, like will turn into men who kind of aren't as hesitant to speak up or be more assertive or like maybe talk over someone or just not be as good at listening or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like we're stereotyping here, but I think that that definitely has a part to play is like Mm. the way that we sort of treat our little girls and little boys Mm. and then the kind of people that they turn into. Yeah. That's that there's definitely there's definitely yeah. a piece there. Like yeah. absolutely. You can't ignore that. And like we, you know, uh we are just not as assertive. Like that's been shown. You know, mm. that's been shown. It's like in workplaces, you know, females aren't as as assertive as men because we're more empathetic. <laughs> and mm. so that probably comes into it because we're better at and you know, this is totally generalizing and stuff and and you know, there's obviously a whole spectrum here, but I've definitely noticed like women to be better listeners, probably because we are more empathetic and and willing to like listen to other people and have them heard. And we're also kind of like conditioned to be people pleasing and self-sacrificing. So if like, you know, if, if we let someone else's voice be heard before our own, that's quite, you know, that's encouraged and that's like quite noble. Yeah, the idea of that being noble. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you've totally just nailed it. Not only is there the point of view of like, oh, man, my voice isn't getting heard. It's like, oh, yeah, that guy got credit for the joke. That's okay. He's he's pretty funny. Like just sort of that thing of like self-sacrificing. You're totally right. Like that's extremely pervasive. No, I'm I'm always like, I just said that dude. I'm not not letting him get away with it. And maybe this is a bit of an exception because I'm not saying that you were like that. Um, but no, I know exactly what you mean. And, yeah. and a lot of people would just let it slide and just be like, oh, gosh, like that's just, you know, boys will be boys. Yeah. 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 Definitely. <laughs> yeah. I haven't had this particular problem. Um, the way that my mom often describes it to me is that like, because my mom's quite like a outspoken, assertive person. And I think it's maybe aided by the fact that both me and my mom have ADHD. So we're quite happy to interrupt and talk <laughs> over something. <laughs> maybe it's not related to like how co- confident you are. Actually, we're both potentially like overconfident to default. <laughs> um, but she said, which is kind of like a nice or a cool way of thinking about it. When I was like, I don't know, three years old and I was like a little kid and I like had blonde hair, blue eyes. She said, she looked at me and she thought like, unless I teach this person to be assertive mm-hmm. and to stand their ground, the world's going to eat them alive. Oh my God. 
which I think is cool because like, you know, now I'm this person who doesn't mind like being assertive and making sure my voice is heard. Mm. But isn't it interesting that some people would see that little girl and go, oh, isn't she pretty? Okay, well, why don't you just play quietly over there? Mm. Whereas, you know, like I, I like my mom's approach, which is you see that and you go like, okay, I know what you're going to be up against. So I'm going to intentionally mm. raise you to like, almost be so much in the other way that you'll just never have that problem um yeah stand your ground that's yeah that's cool yeah go mom yeah (laughs) go mom we love that um but what I wanted to talk to you about when you brought this up is that I feel like sometimes there's like this sort of um going too far in the other direction where in order to make your voice heard Maybe in a social setting, but I think I've had a lot of this in work because I've worked in male-dominated mm-hmm. fields. You have to be the man. Mm-hmm. So, like, you, which is fine. Like, you know, if you if you want to work on feeling more confident and feeling able to voice your opinions, there's validity in all of that. But it's almost like in order to be heard, you have to play the man's game. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think that that in itself is, like, so flawed. Because yes. the patriarchy is not only disadvantaging us, it's disadvantaging yeah. men either. So it's almost like rather than going like, hey, why don't we all, you know, like work on our listening skills or like work <laughs> on act- a- answering questions. It's like we're all trying to get better at one-upping each other and talking louder. Yeah. Which is like if you think about actually trying to like have a conducive workplace or conversation, mm-hmm. that's not really mm-hmm. productive. No way. Yeah, absolutely. Like I – I used to want to be a tomboy and like always used to try to gain, I guess, respect and take up space by trying to beat men at their own game Mm. and like play by that, like play that game, play by their rules and like be more like them so that that would gain me the respect or the power or like you know, get people to listen to me basically. And that in itself is just fucked. And that's like, I've yeah, definitely something I've spoken about on the podcast a a fair bit before, but I'm never really able to articulate it very well. I think because it's also, well, it's complex, but it's, um, it's pretty controversial and I don't want to like feminist bash, but I think a lot of types of feminism, um, are like, basically just still completely playing by the patriarchy's rules because the way that they're trying to gain power or control or respect is exactly that it's like being more like a man and being better at being like a man than him and like i can fucking you know you can do that i can bleed and do it too or whatever exactly you know know oh this is something else i was thinking about when you were talking about this it's like this whole like which has kind of died out now, girl boss culture. So mm-hmm. it's like, I'm a girl and I'm a boss. Yeah. Like I'm raising my kids and I'm a fucking lawyer and I'm going to the gym at 6am every morning yeah. and I'm bleeding while I'm doing it. Like oh. I'm stronger than you, which is crazy because I feel like everyone should be taking some lessons for once out of the femininity book. Exactly. Like, the fuck out. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Totally. And like how much more like this is, yeah, again, a different topic and a total tangent, but like if you think about workplace culture and morale and like how things would go down in a corporate workplace if there was a little bit more from that column of like, you know, listening well and empathy yeah. and like, you know, team building and um cooperation and just like things that women kind of do better because we're not trying to fucking alpha one another and we're not trying to like 
yeah, assert ourselves in these kind of more masculine or like forceful ways. Um, it would be a game changer. And like, it's definitely, there's like trends of that. And I love that there's, there's, um, yeah, there's a bit of movement in that, in that space. But yeah, you were um, mentioning like a, cause you, you've worked in quite male dominated workplaces, yeah. um, with engineering and, I have not had that experience, so, like, I have no idea how I would go with that or what that would be like. But, yeah, you mentioned you, like, even bought a book that, like, was written for women who were in these sorts of, like, yeah. corporate or male-dominated work workplaces to help them, um, yeah, get, like, more respect or whatever, right? Yeah, totally. And this book is interesting. Like, just before we sat down to record this podcast, I had another look at it because I was like, maybe I'm remembering it wrong. And reading it, I think there were lots of really valuable things in there because I think some of the people that I've worked with at Shell who were women um, actually really related to the fact that because they'd been raised in this, like, nice girl culture, Mm. if you're being, like, the nice girl who's, like, placating people and Mm self-sacrificing, it's actually really challenging Mm. to get a leg up in these environments. Mm. So, like, there's two things here. There's one thing of, like, the way that we raise girls to, like, not be very confident or not think that they're as smart as the man that they're sitting next to is bad. Like we shouldn't. <laughs> we shouldn't be doing that. Issue one. Yeah, that. Yep. That's issue one. So, like you know, on one hand, I think there actually is a lot to be learned. Like, what if you actually did feel confident enough to like say your thing loudly enough so that everyone turned and looked at you? Like, mm-hmm. whoa, that's huge. And it's cool or it's interesting when you talk to people who have actually struggled with that because, like, mm. I think that's actually a really big thing for people. Yeah, But then I think it starts to go into this territory where it's like you're almost erasing that other side of you where you're going like, oh, like it's the whole be the man, girl boss culture. Like I can do it and bleed. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Excuse the interruption, my loves, but I'm shamelessly seeking reviews and five-star ratings for the potty because, as I'm sure you've noticed by now, it's pretty fab. And the more people who get to hear it, the more people it can help. Reviews and ratings help me curry favor with the algorithmic gods and get suggested to other listeners to check out. Plus, they make me feel really good and appreciated as I continue to pour my heart and soul into creating this baby for you. And I promise I don't maz over them or anything. I mostly just tuck them away for a rainy day when I'm filled with self-doubt and existential dread about being self-employed, which is fairly frequently. (laughs) So you see, leaving a review really does make a difference and it's an easy little act of support that you can take in just a minute or two by either going to Spotify and leaving five stars for the show or writing a written review and leaving five stars over on Apple Podcasts. Choose your poison, or if you're a real overachiever, you could do both. Whoa now. If you are writing a review, though, just be sure to only use G-rated words, because despite the fact that this is a podcast about sexuality, words like sex can be censored and your review won't actually show up. Lame. Anyway, oh, oh, what was that? Oh, you're going to go do it right now while I wait. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a great idea. May as well just quickly click that five-star button before we get on with it and, you know, like forget about it and get on with your day. Um, um, oh, I'm hearing them roll in. I'm hearing those five stars. <laughs> oh my God, I make myself cringe. Anyway, 
Uh, thank you much, Lee. You're a total gem, and I'll let you get back to the episode now. Like one thing in this book, which which this is the one that I'm like complaining about this book that I always come back to, is when you're sitting at your chair, you shouldn't sit with your foot under under your butt. Like if you're crossing your legs, you shouldn't sit like that. You have to sit with your feet like firmly planted on the ground, legs next to each other, not crossed. Like a dude. Yeah. Like a guy, because like guys don't sit with their legs all tucked up underneath them on their rolly office chair, which is bullshit, because that's way comfier way to sit. <laughs> totally. And also, like, we've only just fucking come out of the times where we got told not to sit with our legs apart or manspread. We had to cross our legs to be more ladylike. So it's yeah. just like, for fuck's sake, can we stop trying to, like, dictate how we look and sit and do everything? Yeah. You know, like, it's yeah. just insane. And, like, both of those things were for men. Like yeah. sitting in a way that was ladylike or proper yeah. and then now not sitting in a way that's too ladylike or proper so that you act more like a man and then command more respect and Ooh. don't remind them that you've got a fucking vagina. God forbid. Just you're not like, like you're right. Ugh. <laughs> you're totally right. Yeah. 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 yeah totally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it really is this like two ends of the spectrum thing. Mm. Like there's there's problems with like being too much of that nice girl and also with being the man mm. like why can't we just let people fucking be just like, hey, I know alone because it's like <laughs> then we're just always caught in that same like space of like you know there's always two kinds of things where that are being demanded of us at once in our culture and and it's like you know don't be a prude but also don't be a slut or don't be um too much or too like dramatic or loud or whatever but also like if you want to be heard in a man's word and yeah world like you need to be louder and more assertive yeah but then it's like oh like what we were saying before like you you know you a, a woman being assertive in a workplace and like really good like really organized and just like giving directions or and whatever just in a workplace just in your friends just in general like, yeah like all right everyone uh we're gonna go to the restaurant at like 8 p.m and then we'll do this after like you would be called bossy absolutely but like a dude would not be called bossy he yeah. would be called assertive or a good team leader or a project manager or like you know organized and yeah. onto it yeah you'd be rewarded yeah, exactly. for the oh, same yeah thing. yeah he's onto it all right or yeah otherwise like you know if you said that it would be like oh look at this one fucking bossy boots over here yeah. telling us all where we're gonna go have dinner yeah. like i this this is something <laughs> potentially more than the like people talking over me um this is something that i've come up against mm. so often really it's like you talk and then people are like oh look at you you think you're think you're in charge of everyone here oh my god um yeah, like my idea is the best idea. So obviously we're going to do it. <laughs> God. Um, yeah. 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 The amount of fucking times that I got called like bossy or like, yeah. you know, got like it got commented on or people were like, oh, what the fuck? Like if I was just doing something that like a dude would do without even questioning and no one would bat an eyelid. Like yeah. it's, yeah, pretty ridiculous. Yeah, totally. You know what I've just thought? I don't know if you do this. Do you like change the way that your voice sounds depending on the type of men that you're around mm. to elicit a different like level of respect or a different reaction? Yeah, I reckon. I probably I'm sure everyone does this. It's if you're like listening to this podcast, I, I would be so curious of like if you do this. Yeah. Because 
I totally do this. Like if I'm at work or like if I'm sort of like in a group of guys, you know, the group of guys yeah. where like, you yeah. know, there's those kind of guys who are going to talk mm-hmm. over you. Mm-hmm. You use a louder voice. Mm-hmm. You use a deeper voice. Mm-hmm. You use like different words that you would use. Yep. Yep, you yep, know yep. what I mean? Yeah. Different to like, if I was hanging out with you, James and Lockie, I mm-hmm. would just be like, whatever, like yep. laughing, giggling, being silly, yeah. like high pitched, like funny voices. Totally. You can't afford to do that. No. Yeah, totally. It's like, and I think it's like good. It's a skill to have to be able to adapt the way you're speaking and the language you use to like who you're, you know, your audience, who you're talking to. That's like obviously like something that helps comfort the person you're around and create like a safe space. And then you're like meeting them on their level. However, when it gets a little bit more on the side of like, and I don't know, even know if I'm like, I'm not, it's not the same as code switching, but it's the thing that reminds me like, you know, it's, it's something kind of, in that vein of like having to adapt to the people you're speaking to, to like assimilate and fit in more and then have them respect you and treat you better. Yeah. To have them. Yeah, exactly. Like you shouldn't have to work that hard to get people to respect you. Yeah. They should just respect you and then see what happens rather than wait until you've like proven that you're strong enough. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? That you can like play the, play the game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Yeah. Well, I mean, that kind of meandered a fair way from like the original, but that's perfect. That's like exactly what, you know, it's just like opening up convos about this stuff. And like the initial thing that bugged me was, yeah, being in groups of dudes and being spoken over and having people just not really listening to me. Um, and then I guess from, from there, like, yeah, we covered a yeah. bit of ground. Love that. I think it's kind of like the other one that we recorded where like, it's really hard to talk about the one thing. Yeah, because that one thing, you know, if you're with a group of friends and they talk over you once, eh, fine. But if for your entire life, Mm. people have been like talking over you or like thinking that your voice is like not serious enough because it's too feminine or like not listening to your ideas or calling you bossy or calling you too aggressive. Mm -hmm. Um, it's fucking annoying. Yeah. Which is, I think the whole, this, what you're trying to do, right, with this segment yeah. is like just these little things. And yeah. in isolation, they're not big, but like in the grand scheme of like the society that we live in, yeah. Oh, yeah. They just really great on you. Hey? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I've got a fucking sandy clam. Let's go jump in the ocean and <laughs> yeah. wash it out. Um, thank you. That's all right. <laughs> Till next time, folk. And. That's it, darling hearts. Thank you for stopping by the Labia Lounge. Your bum groove in the couch will be right where you left it, just waiting for you to sink back in for some more double L action next time. And in the meantime, if you'd be a dear and subscribe, share this episode, or leave a review on iTunes, then you can pat yourself on the snatch because that, my dear, is a downright act of sex-positive feminist activism. And you'd be supporting my vision to educate, empower, demystify, and destigmatize with this here podcast. Also, I'm always open to feedback, topic ideas that you'd love to hear covered, or guest suggestions. So feel free to get in touch via my website at freyograph.com or say hey over on Insta. My handle is Freya underscore graph underscore YMT and I seriously hope you're following me on there because damn, we have fun. We have fun. Anyway, later labial legends. I'll see you next time.